It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The 2020 season did not quite go as planned for Reds fans as the playoffs ended abruptly in the wild card round. Now the Reds are left to pick up the pieces during the offseason and fix a lineup that was the worst in Major League Baseball. How are they going to do it? What are they going to do? Rumors, transactions, news, all here on the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Let's go. What's going on, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today on this snowy day here in Ohio. That's right, the snow is falling. So let's talk about some baseball, right? That's a great thing to do whenever it's snowing. I'm your host who has the inside knowledge delivering it to you from a fan's perspective. Let's jump into it today. On today's episode, we're going to talk about some Locked On Reds line questions that I've got. I've got a lot of great stuff to get to there, and we're going to break down a lot of great stuff. We're going to look at kind of what a deal for Trevor Bauer would say to us fans right now. And and it's a really great message we're going to start out with here in just a moment. But in order to get interactive like some folks have done, hit up 513-549-0159 with your calls and your texts. If you leave a voicemail, I'll play it on the show. Also, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and hit up the show at Locked On Reds with your questions, reactions as well. Always try to keep interactive throughout the offseason. I know I've not been doing a great job of that here lately. I apologize about that, but let's dive into some Locked On Reds line stuff here today. I want to start out first with a message from our friend Scott at MTG Packfoils on Twitter. He has this to say. I, I love what he says. While I understand your points about the Reds re-signing Bauer, I actually believe re-signing Bauer would be the correct move and can be done. Yes, the pandemic has hurt the Reds financially in 2020. However, in regards to the regular season numbers, it impact every team so the Reds are not at a great disadvantage here. With us fans losing not only 102 regular season games to watch, but all of the season to even attend, we are hungry for baseball more than ever before. Even more so than few, if any, can attend any type of sporting event right now. By resigning Bauer to a multi-year deal, the Reds not only provide a commitment to winning the World Series within this small window, next three to five years or so, But us fans will support that with every single dollar we will bring to the ballpark. Not signing him and trying to bring the next man up has been what this organization has done for the last 30 years with very little measured success on the field. If they really want to contend, then they will need to show that with their wallet. Again, last year was a step in the right direction. Going backwards is not the answer now. Scott, I really appreciate that message, man, because that is, I I think that's where all of Reds fans sits. I think that's where all of um, Cincinnati sports uh, country sits as far as fans go. But when it comes to the Reds, 
we saw them open up their wallet over the last couple of seasons. And sure, they made the playoffs, but that's about all you can say about it. They got to take the next step. How do they do that? That's what this offseason should be focused on. I know that, you know, we've heard weird rumors about Sonny Gray possibly being traded and things like that. It at least shows, even though that seems like an asinine proposal, it at least shows that the Reds are thinking. They are trying to work through what it is that they need to do to get better. And absolutely, signing Bauer for a multi year deal, three to five years, while it would be expensive and while it would require the Reds to continue to dig into their wallet, something that they've done the past couple of seasons, it's absolutely something that Scott, me, and you would most likely, like he says, be really happy about, and we would show our happiness with the money that we would spend at the ballpark, because that would draw people in. As much as I do love uh, looking at Tyler Malley as the number three starter and looking at what TJ Antone and Michael Lorenzen could bring to the rotation, how Wade Miley could get better, maybe Hunter Green, Nicola Dolo steps up this season, something like that. I am with you, Scott. Trevor Bauer would get me so excited and make me ready for opening day the moment that they sign him. Now, we keep hearing reports from Nick Crawl, different interviews that he does, where he says that, yeah, sure, they've talked, but nothing substantial. And that makes me a little bit worried. It makes me wonder that, okay, as much as Trevor Bauer has shown that he loves the Reds and that he loves this organization and the time that he spent with the Reds over the last season and a half, the Reds are not necessarily eager to fork out the cash to keep him. Hopefully, that's not the case because I don't think they have to be the high bidder at the table. I don't think they have to be the team to show up with the biggest number on the check because Trevor Bauer is a different bird. He's not a guy that's going to require money bags to be levied at him and, and brings trucks to be backed up to his door in order for him to accept a deal because he has lots of intangibles that the Reds have to offer him. But at the same time, I, I'm still just a little bit worried about that. It's kind of like you said, the Reds have done it for the last 30 years. They've bucked the trend a little bit with the money that they've spent over the last couple of off seasons. Do we think that they will do that again? I am hoping that I'm wrong about this. I, I'm a little leery that they will. But Scott, I totally agree with you. If they were to do that, if they were to sell out and fork over the cash needed and bring back Trevor Bauer that would energize Reds country to a level probably even higher than before the actual season that would have been 2020. It would have brought us back to that euphoric stage that we were in during the offseason after Nick Castellanos was signed. Remember how we felt after that? Remember how Reds country was after that? Everybody was so excited. It was the middle of February, and we just had news that the Reds signed another guy. Look at that. They've been adding and adding and adding. And everybody's pumped for baseball. Even the casual fans were pumped for baseball in February. The Reds can't let that go by. I'm just a little worried that they might. Coming up next, I'm going to talk about a potential, a hypothetical trade offer that could involve Sonny Gray that 
at least sounds a little bit intriguing. Going to break that down here in just a minute. But before we do, it's now a great time to crack open a Built Bar. I'm talking about all the amazing flavors like cookies and cream, Cherry Barcia. They've also got some amazing fruit flavors, kind of like Cherry Barcia, strawberry. they got peach. They've got some good winter flavors as well, like white chocolate. Go check them out right now over at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. Built Bar is the snack that's not going to leave you feeling guilty. It tastes amazing like a candy bar, but it's got the health stats of a protein bar. I'm talking about a statistic-laden Built Bar here. Four grams of sugar, four grams of fat, and 17 grams of protein. We were talking about the value of money compared to wins above replacement when we looked at Joey Vado. I, I think the uh, value of protein to sugar ratio here in the Built Bar is absolutely phenomenal, and you're not going to want to miss it. Check it out at BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. You can put together multi-flavors. You can grab one box of one flavor, and they've got some other great products as well. So check them out. BuiltBar.com and promo code Locked On for 20% off your next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so rumors abound about the Reds and what they're going to do this offseason. One of the rumors that have come out that I have summarily dismissed because I thought it was goofy was the idea of trading Sonny Gray. We're talking about the Reds' ace, or ace 1A, as it were, and the fact that he is very affordable right now, so why on earth would you trade him? Well, I actually got a trade idea. This is from Kyle in Cincinnati. I appreciate the text, Kyle. He says, the Reds are open to trading Sonny Gray. The Bray Braves have two outstanding offensive prospects in Drew Waters and Christian Pash. If the Braves were to include a pitcher in this trade like Kyle Wright or Bryce Wilson, how would you feel about it? Also, does that free up money to re-sign Trevor Bauer? Kyle, I appreciate the question. That is the kind of trade that would at least intrigue me. Now, prospects in and of themselves are not what I'm looking for. They're not exactly what I think the Reds should be looking for, but both Pash and Waters have been rated as ready for the majors right now. In fact, I think Pash even has some major league at-bats under his belt. So those are guys that could help immediately. It would also create the sort of uh, surplus that the Reds would have in the outfield position because both of these guys are outfielders, but they're very young, the kind of guys you could build your team around for years to come. Because Pash is 22 and Waters is 21, so you would have them for many, many years down the road. So yeah, that's an interesting idea. And with Kyle Wright in there as well, could be a guy that you slot in at the back of the rotation and you fill in. The only thing is, you don't free up money to go after Trevor Bauer. At least you don't free up enough. I I don't look at it as a situation where Sonny Gray is getting paid so much money that if you trade him for prospects that you're going to make enough money because you're still – so if you get three prospects, those guys make about $600,000 next season apiece – 
So you're still only making a little bit over $9 million on that trade. That's where the whole rub about trading Sonny Gray comes in. He's not a guy that if the Reds trade, they save a ton of money on right away. He's not a guy who frees up $20 million, $30 million or something like that. Obviously, Joey Votto would be that guy, but Joey Votto's got full no trade clause. It's not going to happen. But yeah, if we're looking at the possibility of trading Sonny Gray, then the criteria of player would be not necessarily a veteran. I want somebody who is like a Christian Pash, who is a top prospect, who is ready for the major leagues right now and is under the age of like 20, let's say 24, because saying under the age of 23 is kind of rare. But if you say under the age of 24 and he's ready for the big leagues right now and he looks like a stud like Christian Pash or Drew Waters, that would be a trade that would interest me. Now, if I'm on the brave side, I'm probably saying no to that anyway because they're not going to get rid of those guys. But it also creates an interesting logjam with the Reds outfield. That would make Nick Castellanos expendable. That would make uh, Shogo expendable. That would make Nick Senzel expendable. Just depends on how they would want to move that around in this particular trade case. Plus, it doesn't uh, fix your problem at shortstop which is an interesting thing the Reds really need to focus on this season. But I'm not saying that they got to trade Sonny Gray for a shortstop. Anyway, I'm getting way off topic here. The point is the trade price for Sonny Gray is probably too high for the Reds to actually go out and make that deal. Now, will the team come out and just absolutely blow their doors off? Who knows? I mean, you, know, you always get those weird trade offers that are just so far-fetched to one side. You, you wonder if there's like blackmail that one team has on another. I don't necessarily think Nick Crawl has blackmail on anybody here in the National League. That could be an interesting study. I don't know. Maybe look into that. Anyway, uh, I just don't think that Sonny Gray is getting traded. I think that that is the Reds not wanting to at least publicly sound like they are unwilling to talk to anybody who mentions his name because then that would shut down the idea of possible deals. I mean, think about if, if you happen to play fantasy sports, whether it's fantasy baseball or fantasy football, a trade discussion starts with a certain player. Most of the time, it does not end with that certain player unless you're just really looking to deal them and maybe it's a quick you know one-for-one one or something like that. But sometimes it'll start with one player and end up with a completely different one because negotiations happen. Discussions happen. So if the Reds are shutting the door immediately on any conversation that begins with Sonny Gray, they could be shutting the door on a discussion that turns into a shortstop of the future or somebody else like that. So they would be silly to say that there is someone who is completely untouchable on their team. I mean, they've already said that with Joey Votto because they gave him a no trade clause on his contract much to the chagrin of a lot of people, but that's just how that goes. But yeah, I think it would be very tough for the Reds to trade Sonny Gray and get back the value that I think us fans would be willing to accept. And I think that that also goes back to Scott's message about the Reds going after Trevor Bauer. What's the message from the Reds if they trade Sonny Gray? Is it that they're contending now? Because I think that'd be a hard sell. I think even if you go out and you get a Drew Waters, Christian Passion, Kyle Wright, those aren't names that the average baseball fan latches onto. And it's not as if they've got to, you know, look down the names of the top 150 baseball players and those are the only guys that they can go after, but at the same time by saying that, oh, well he's a he's a really really great prospect. You you put that P 
key word in there. It's going to shut down a lot of fans. It's going to shut down a lot of people from being interested in your ball club in 2021. And I think that the Reds have an obligation to maintain the level of interest that was even developed by the 2020 season. And you're probably saying, well, Jeff, they got swept out of playoffs. What kind of interest is there? I think there's plenty of optimistic Reds fans out there that are looking at this like, hey, They've got a base with which to build on. But if you trade part of that base, because Sunday Gray is definitely part of that base, if you trade part of that base, you better be getting a top flight piece back that people recognize and people can latch on to. Otherwise, you're going to turn them off really quick. And that's going to be how I'm leaving this. I, I, I tell you what, next on the next podcast, we're going to get – this is a really great question – from our buddy Chad in Lancaster, and I'll give you give you a little tease, a little bit of a cliffhanger tease. He he kind of expands on my conversation about the value of wins above replacement with Joey Votto. He says, Jeff, you were talking about Joey Votto and how much he was worth based on the value of wins above replacement. That whole idea of the value of war got me thinking about the Reds last year. Did the Reds overpay or underpay last year for what they got, meaning the total wins above replacement for the team? Which player was overpaid the most and which player was the biggest bargain? And who is the biggest bargain free agent shortstop on the market based on the value of war? Chad, I really appreciate that question. And that is so big. I need to do a little bit more studying. That's going to be what we're talking about next time. The value of the Cincinnati Reds and war. But that'll do it for us here today. Now tell your smart device to play the Locked On MLB podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed. That way you don't miss any episodes. And I will talk to you all next time. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.